to give us. We have free will in as much as we are given the opportunity by God Himself, the sovereign, almighty, creator God, to choose. It's crazy, but we're going to go back into the Old Testament a little bit and see how God made these choices available to us. Now, they were a little different back then than they are now because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The sending of Messiah. They're, they're different now, but it's still a choice. We still choose life or death. It's, it's, it, and it's amazing that He would even give that to us. Because you can get into a lot of discussion regarding, well, do we just do this because it's fate? And this is how we have to live? Or do we really have some choices? And if we have choices, does that make God not sovereign? No. No. In fact, in His sovereignty, He chose to give us choices. Okay, I said that already. Yeah. So here we go. God could just tell us what to do, right? And in some ways, He has. But, you know, it's kind of like when my mother, used to, and this is funny to me. Not that my mother is funny. Well, you are funny sometimes, but we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, throw away the shovel. Um, when mom wanted David or me to take out the garbage, she didn't say, boys, take out the garbage, I'm going to give you a spanking. Or she didn't just say, take out the garbage. She would say, this is funny. Would you like to take out the garbage? Or would you please take out the garbage? I mean, it's like she had the authority to say it any way she wanted to. But because of her love for us and respect for us and desire for us to learn how to make decisions and, and to respond correctly, opportunity, she would say, She's like, take out the garbage. It's like, I would be stupid to say no. Right? Well, God, you know, God loves us so much that He has presented His Son to us. How many of you who are born again felt like God was forcing you to be born again? How many would have refused it when you saw it? No way, man. When you sense that love, when you sense that forgiveness, when you sense that, oh man, it's like, yeah, I'll take out the garbage. No, what? No. Seriously. It's an awesome choice. And even in the Old Testament, we're going to read a little bit. Here we go. But I would rather, much rather be asked to do something than be told to do something. Anybody feel that way? Doesn't something just rise up when somebody like tells you what to do? It's like, you've heard me say that before. And maybe I'm wrestling with that a lot lately. I don't know. But it is just like, it gets, it just gets all over me. And that's probably a little bit of pride. And God needs to deal with that. And I'm okay with that <clears throat> most of the time. We have all kinds of People who are 
raised to positions of authority, of fame, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, and we can look at these different people and we can choose which ones we want to emulate. We can choose which ones we want to be like, which ones we might want to follow. That's not true in all cultures. In some cultures, you have to do this and you have to do that. And in God's culture, for us, it's very beautiful in that He has given us these choices. There's, there's some special things about these choices, though. And I will just read this. The sovereign God gives choices. He's the only one who really can do that. The sovereign God gives choices. His destiny of his, the destiny of his universe, his universe is in his hands, under his control. Can we all, can we all agree with that? He, subject only to his own command, right? And his own will has offered us life in and through Jesus Christ. That's powerful. That is powerful. Our control, the thought that we can will something into being, is just an illusion. Are you with me? I don't think I said it in this one. I think if I said it in this one, then stop me. But there was a time, Kathy was in this program, this scholarship program, years ago. And one of the themes of one of the events was, be all that you can be. How many of us have heard, have been told as a child, you can be anything you set your mind to, or you can do anything you set your mind to. You know what? That's not true. That's not true. You can be the best that God has created you to be. You can walk in His design and be the best of that that you're designed to be. But you can't be just anything you want to be. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I, I, can, I can desire to be Atlas. I could work really hard. Guess what? I'm never going to be Atlas, Charles Atlas, right? We got to get over that. And God gives us choices and they're limited by his own design. Just as we are limited. And when we all of a sudden buy the, the thing hook, line and sinker that I can make, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be hugely disappointed. And honestly, I think that's why a lot of kids live, end up on drugs and stuff like that. Because they try so hard and they can't. And they can't and they really can't. Nobody told them, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You just be who you are. And then give them Jesus. Right? I mean, that's the best thing we can, any of us can do. So, God gives us these choices. And if we get this concept that we can will this so, and we can will this that so, and we can command this to happen, we can command, then, then we're going we're gonna to really be disappointed. Now, if God says, I'm going to do this, you speak the word, boom, you can count on Him. You can count on Him. Amen? All right. Are you with me now? 
You still, everybody, I, I'm really, I'm getting some good feedback here. And uh, it's helpful. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just tell you. Our control and thought we, we, well, is an illusion. But it can be our will and our decision to make the right choices from the field and parameters Father has established for His good pleasure. Amen? May I read that again? But it can be our will and our decision to make the right choices from the field and parameters Father has established for His good pleasure. (laughs) That's exciting. And I love it that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. In John 1, 9 through 17, New American Standard, there was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own And those who were his own did not receive him. You see the choice? But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, in some translations say power, to become children of God. Wow. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born, watch this, this is really critical, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. But of God. And that's where it begins and ends. And so this illusion of our powerful will is only that. But there is a powerful choice. And the reason it's a powerful choice is because God sent His Son. Amen? And that is a powerful choice. Now, what if He had just given, some, given us some little choices like, you know, well, you can, you, can have, um, you can have filet today. Or you can have... No, it's not, it's not menial. It's not small. It's not, you know, it's, it's big. It's huge. It's eternal. It's everything. It's life and godliness. It's <laughs> well, We should be praising Him no end just for giving us that choice. Because we don't deserve it. <laughs> but He extends His mercy to us. And He extends His grace to us. And so we don't get what we deserve, but we get what we don't deserve. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, and we, and we have opportunity to choose this. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. 
John bore witness, John the Baptist, his cousin, bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me is higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. (laughs) And watch what he follows it up with. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized or came through. Jesus Christ. Amen. It's powerful. It's powerful. You know, it's an interesting thing. When the law was given on Mount Sinai, the Lord God had actually called the Israelites to come and fellowship with him. Is that right? He had called them to come and have relationship with him. And what happened? They were too afraid. They thought God was going to smack them upside the head. They thought God was going to burn them up. Everything they knew about God is God's going to take us out. Moses, you go. You go. You go. Yeah, you go first. But that's not what God really longed for. He was longing for relationship. The same relationship that he had with Adam and Eve in the garden. Right? Isn't that what we were created for? And so we mucked it up. You know? We did. We did. And so God's calling them back to himself. But they still are full of fear and, and, and everything. And so, you know what? Okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, an outline of who I am. This is, this is what I'm like. This is who I am. If you'll do this, you'll be like me. Are you with me? Does that make sense? And I want, I want us to look at the law as though it were a, a, a manual. A manual like, I made, say I made this machine. And then I write a manual, tediously write a manual that explains how the machine works, what to do if it has this little broken part, what its function is, what the reason I designed it. Are you with me? And I gave you that. Well, that's the, that's, that would be the law of that machine. Those would be the guidelines for that machine. Those would be the way to operate, the operations manual for that machine. And that machine was designed by me to do what I wanted it to do. And this is how to make it work the best. And so God was really desiring that relationship. And instead, they were too afraid of that. We didn't want to get that close. But, you know, just, just, just give us something. Just So God gave the law. And it's perfect. Oh, man. I mean, it is, it is absolutely perfect. It's exactly who God is. It's how He thinks. It's how He behaves. It's how He treats His children. You know, He doesn't lie, right? He doesn't steal. He's not covetous, right? Yeah? He understands that He is the Almighty. And He's not, you know, He's not arrogant. He just, it just is. It just is. And so, if you want to get close to me, but you're afraid to get close to me, well... If you'll do this, then, then you'll have the blessing of the design which I created. Are you with me? So it's not something we have to hate or despise or be afraid of. But it's something with, that we honor, but it can't earn us righteousness. 
I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, so, back in Deuteronomy 30, I want us, as I read this, you're going you're gonna to see Old Covenant. Okay? I understand that. I realize that. But I want us to see it in the light of the choice that we have in the New Covenant. Okay? Everybody with me? Okay. If you're not saved today, you can be. Just saying, I'm speaking to believers right now. And, uh, and just, you know. Okay. So Deuteronomy 30. This is in the message. Here's what will happen. While you're out among the nations where God has dispersed you, and the blessings and curses come in just the way I have set them before you. You see the power there? You see the... You see his control, his sovereignty that he set out. He set these out. We didn't say, hey, God, I got this idea. What if you? No. No. Where God has dispersed you and the blessings and curses came in just the way I have set them before you. And you and your children take them seriously and come back to God, your God, and obey him with your whole heart and soul according to everything I command you today. God, your God, will restore everything you lost. It's an expression of his heart. It's also an expression of the way it's got to be. He'll have compassion on you. He'll come back and pick up the pieces from all the places where you were scattered. No matter how far away you end up, God, your God, will get you out of there and bring you back to the land your ancestors once possessed. He can bring us back to the relationship we enjoyed in the garden. Are you with me? I want us to, you know, we we just have to... Stretch a little bit here, broaden our understanding. And God talks that way all the time. He talks in the past, in the now, and in the future all at one time. Phenomenal. You know, He's really pretty smart. Just saying. Just saying. He will give you a good life and make you more numerous than your ancestors. God, your God, will cut away the thick calluses on your feet and your children's hearts. Freeing you to love God, your God, with your whole heart and your soul. And live, really live. God, your God, will put all these curses on your enemies who hated you and were out to get you. And you will make a new start, listening obediently to God. Keeping all His commandments that I am commanding you today. God, your God, will outdo Himself in making things go well for you. You'll have babies, get calves, grow crops, and enjoy an all-around good life. Yes, God will start enjoying you again. I think that's really critical. Making things go well for you just as He enjoyed doing it for your ancestors. But only if you listen obediently to God, your God, and keep the commandments and regulations written in this book of Revelation. Nothing half-hearted here. You must return to God, your God, totally, heart and soul, holding nothing back. Now, we understand clearly that Jesus is this way back. Amen? He is the way. He is... In fact, he even said it very confidently, but not arrogantly, that 
And I quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me, but by me. Amen? Now, there's a saying out there that says, all roads lead to God. Well, that's not true. It may be true that all roads lead to Jesus because he says, if you seek, you'll find. Right? And what was he talking about finding? He wasn't talking about finding, I'm going to say it, Buddha. He wasn't talking about finding your holy cow. You know? Or, or anything. He was talking about finding Jesus. And Jesus, once you find Jesus, then he is the way to the Father. Amen? I just, I, that blesses me. So I thought I'd share it. But did I, did I tell you about the choices we gave our children? No? Okay, it's coming. Coming. <laughs> some of you have heard these, some of these things. Okay. God your God will outdo himself, uh, but only if you listen. This commandment I'm commanding you today isn't too much for you. See, that's very encouraging. It's not out of your reach. It's not on a high mountain. You don't have to get mountaineers to climb the peak and bring it down to your level and explain it before you can live it. And why is that? Because he came down from the highest of heights to the lowest of the low places. Born in a cow... Thank you. Well, yeah, there may have been some if they backed up. and, But it was where they ate out of, actually. But, well, I don't know. I wasn't there. But he came. He came. And he brought us. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I'm the way to the Father. I, you know, I do it. And, well, we're going to get into that. He's going to be, you're going to be really glad I'm only doing a third of this. This command, <laughs> it's not across the ocean. You don't have to send sailors out to get it, bring it back, and then explain it before you can live it. No, the word is right here, now. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as near as the heart in your chest. Just do it. Now, what's the quote in the New Testament of this right here? Think about it. The word of faith is nigh you. And even in your mouth. That is, you believe in the Lord, right? Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. God has raised him from the dead. Amen. you be saved. It's, I mean, see, God hasn't changed his mind. He just changed the way. He made it his son. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. 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 Our God reigns. Amen. Amen. So, look at what I've done for you today. I've placed in front of you, and here, here's the whole choice thing. I've placed in front of you life and good, death and evil. I've placed before you God Himself. I've placed before you life and good, death and evil. And I command you today, love God, your God. Walk in His ways. Keep His commandments, regulations, and rules so that you will live, really live, live exuberantly. And we're going to talk about 
what his rules are. Blessed be God, your God, in the land you are about to enter and possess. But I warn you, if you have a change of heart, refuse to listen obediently, and willfully go off to serve and worship other gods, you'll still live... Uh Uh-uh. No, that's not one of his choices. Right? It's It's not one of the consequences of our choices. You will most certainly die. You won't last long in the land that you are crossing in the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose. Say it with me. Choose. Yeah. Yeah, it made it sound like I was supposed to. Sorry. Yeah. Choose life so that you and your children will live and love God, your God, listening obediently to Him, firmly embracing Him. And we talked about that on Sunday. Firmly embracing Him. You know, Jesus embraced us. God embraced us through His Son, Jesus. And we have opportunity to respond to embrace, to return the embrace, to respond to the embrace, to to enjoy the embrace. Amen? Reciprocate. It, uh, and that is our choice because He established it. Amen? Golly, that's so good. Firmly embracing Him. Oh, yes, He is life itself. A long life settled on the soil that God, your God, promised to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God has given us choices. He dictates what they are and their consequences. Kathy and I used to give our kids choices. And uh, <clears throat> one was, one of many, was you can eat your eggs warm now or you can eat them cold at lunch. Now, some of y'all may think, oh my gosh, that's terrible. No, I've heard of another one that I thought was really good. We didn't use it, and I wish I'd have known it at the time. So we, we, we have two choices in our house when it comes to mealtime. Eat or don't eat. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like French toast or pancakes. No, I don't know. I'm making French toast today. You know, right? So, And God, and it's not mean, you know. It's, it's just it's the realities of life. And God has given us choices, and we don't, we don't make the choices, and we don't change the consequences. That's His sovereignty, okay? But isn't it a wonderful choice that we have? What a wonderful choice. We can choose life. And we choose it. The very first choice is that we choose Jesus. We choose to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He is our salvation, that He saves completely, totally, every ounce of you. Amen? It wasn't a half-done job on the cross. In fact, he said, it's finished. You know? Amen. He pulled the thermometer out of that thing and said, yep, it's done. (laughs) Amen. And so we have that choice, and thank God. You know, I'm kind of glad that he doesn't give us or he doesn't give it. We don't have it. That we don't really have 
the kind of will that some people think that they can just will things and will this and will that and you know and will McFarland and will and I don't know will you know will what but instead it's his will and he gives us choice I love that this is where I skip some stuff <laughs> this is the part where I skip I'm going to go I'm going to skip um I'll, I'm going to read this anyway. Psalm 25, verse 12. And I love this. I mean, this is, this is God back in, you know, with, with David and Asaph and all those guys. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him, God, will instruct him, the man, in the way he should choose. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? And then in John 6, 28... Through 29 and 38 through 40, and this is the last scripture. And then we're going to have covered this. All right, I'm looking, and that is a choice that you can. <laughs> and you actually have choices. You can do different meats, you can do different vegetables, and, and it's okay. But you can't have something that's not there, <laughs> unless you go somewhere else and get it. Right? And that's the way it is with the Lord. You know, you can have this, you can have this. These are the consequences. Choose you this day. Remember that one? Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we choose to serve the Lord. Right? Amen. And choices, the beginning choice is, of course, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and being born again. That's, that's the starting point. It's the end point and the starting point. I mean, it's final because you're, it's eternal and, and that's great. But then we start a life that we live here now that Scott's mom no longer is. My father-in-law will not much longer be doing that life. But he's, he's yeah, he's going he's gonna to really enjoy eternity. <laughs> he just does enjoy life. But where was I? But that continues, and we still have choices. How many have choices today and have been a Christian for years? We all have choices. And God lays them out. And I believe that God still gives us choices. Life-giving results. And there are choices that are death-giving results. Right? But He gives us those choices. I mean, like, wow. But He does want us to choose life. And life more abundant in Him. They said, therefore, to him, what shall we do? This is disciples talking to Jesus. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. Now, I'm going to stop. right. I'm going to interrupt just a minute and say, how many of us have created works that we think are godly works? Right? Yeah, we all have. How many of us have been handed down a list of works that someone else said are works of God? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, or let me share with you. <laughs> of course, you're going to let me, but um, but you could choose not to. But what John says that Jesus said, he said, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he 
has sent. <laughs> Yea, God. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing. But raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him may have eternal life. And I myself will raise him up. On the last day. Woohoo! Amen. And and I hope I'm not too light and, and joyful about this, but I really am happy about this. I really am. And and I believe the Lord wants us to share the love, right? Can we say that together? Share the love. Amen. Now I'm gonna ask a blessing for the food that's over here and, and turn everybody loose and you get your children. Please stay and, and fellowship. Father, we're so grateful uh, for the incredible gift of Jesus and that we have been given the opportunity by you to choose life. And so, Lord, we want to choose life every moment of every day as we walk in our newness of life given to us by you through your son, Jesus. And, Father, I want to thank you for this food and the blessing of these folks and this fellowship of believers. And, Lord, that we would enjoy you and enjoy one another. And we thank you for this food. And just thank you. Amen. Don't forget. Love one another. All right.